Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. On this episode of the Surgeon Masters Mini Podcast, my guest is David Cohen, the Senior Manager of Education Programs in the Department of Anesthesiology at the University of Miami and also works in graduate medical education there at the University of Miami, administering physician wellness initiatives, both in his department and institution-wide for the GME Wellness Committee. That's often, I, I love people that are working in the wellness space and I wanna welcome David. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me, Jeff. So give me a little more background about what got you interested in the wellness space. So I've worked about 15 years in higher education, but only about three and a half with medical education. Worked in law school, a few other parts of undergraduate education as well. I quickly saw when I transitioned over to medical education that the topic of physician wellness, physician burnout was quite important. And since I can't really dig in and help out with the technical parts of being a physician because I have no training in that, I felt like this was a way for me to use some of my tools and really motivated me to get into the field more. That's fantastic. We love uh, advocates uh, and it sounds like significant involvement in, in the graduate medical education space now. We thought about talking about compassion. Tell me a little bit about that and your interest and focus there. Sure. Since I'm involved with physician wellness, I do check out the Medscape Physician Lifestyle Report each year. I noticed, I think it was two years ago, that listed in the things that physicians do to avert burnout was they like their patients. That doesn't seem like something crazy to hope for, but the reality is I think it can be a pretty big issue. I know that there are some difficult patients and they can be difficult to like. While most of what you hear about mindfulness and meditation these days I think on this podcast as well, probably are exercises about breathing, body scanning, mantras, those type of meditations. But there are some practices that cultivate compassion and it's taken pretty seriously as well. For example, Stanford has a Center for Compassion and Altruism Research and Education Center. But for whatever reason, it's easy to kind of disregard that topic. I disregarded it myself. I have a really serious meditation practice one or two hours a day. And I practiced for a few years before adding the compassion element to it. I think it's making a difference for me. One way to look at it is these are mental exercises. If you do physical exercise, you can't really work out your entire body with one single kind of physical exercise. So same with the mental exercises. You're not going to hit it all by just like a breath meditation or a body scan meditation. There are going to be other kind of mental exercises. And this one I think is important. So that's excellent. And, and for the surgeons that don't have a lot of experience with mindfulness, you're talking about the unique aspect of it that might focus on compassion. Sometimes surgeons also get a little taken aback when anyone implies that they need more compassion or that they're maybe not compassionate enough. But I have to admit, with some difficult patients, it is harder and I think, you know, just anything that you want to just continue to cultivate and maintain, and if you're already a very compassionate surgeon, why not maintain that? So what things can we do to cultivate that that you're wanting to share with our audience? Yeah, so that's great. First of all, I wanted to let you know that this is not just for surgeon-specific or not even just physician-specific. 
I certainly have a lot of room for improvement myself. I think that these kind of practices can help anybody. But there are, I do understand that there's frustrations with maybe non-compliant patients. You guys might do a whole lot of work for somebody, do these great surgeries, and then the follow-up, your patients aren't doing their due diligence, and it, it can be frustrating. That frustration doesn't help. I actually wrote an article, I called it Meta for Haters Like You and Me, and it's really about a specific kind of meditation called Meta Meditation, which is the kind of English translation of that is loving kindness, which sounds dopey and hokey. It sounded dopey and hokey to me, and I again, I ignored it for a while, but I think it's a great practice, and I can explain it more, but I'll give you a chance to say what you need before that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it sounds very interesting. It's catchy. Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, surgeons have to get a little uncomfortable to grow. So tell us a little bit about this. So the traditional practice of metta, there are kind of three sentences that you repeat over and over. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be free from suffering. These are three great wishes. Personally, I got rid of the happy part because I just thought it was too fleeting, too ephemeral. And you really need to say these things sincerely. You need to get to that place. So I I just say the two things, may you be peaceful, may you be free from suffering. What you're trying to do is cultivate a feeling of pure compassion for yourself and for others without any kind of expectation of something in return. And you want to give that to somebody who deserves it, who doesn't deserve it. There's really no thought of deserving it or not. And to people that you like and to also people that you just think, quite frankly, are jerks, you just want to keep in mind that when you're upset, you're always the first victim of being upset or being angry. And when you are compassionate, you're also the first person who will receive those benefits. And the last thing you want to keep in mind is that unlike material wealth and time and energy and even empathy, compassion is something that you have that's unlimited. You can't spend it all it's just something that you can give unlimited. So there's really no downfall to it. It only provides benefits. That's fantastic. So, and and what you kind of highlighted is that you could be someone that wants to integrate all three phrases or you can modify it a little bit and still just cultivate that practice and habit. What kind of success have you had with uh, teaching that to residents or physicians within your uh, locale? Success, I think when they try it, they kind of like it. I don't think I've gotten to the point where they're sticking to it. I would like to eventually try to find a way to integrate it into maybe a morning huddle where there's a one or two minute, just regular kind of breathing meditation followed by just one or two minutes of the script that I can go into a little bit more. But I can't tell you that I've... Normally, I get head nods and it seems like eventually people kind of come around to thinking that it's a nice idea. I wouldn't be totally honest if I told you that people are are practicing it all the time based on me. Well, it's certainly a simple concept. So why don't we give it to them and we'll encourage folks out there in the wider surgeon world to think about doing this very simple thing. Can you give it to us one more time? Sure. So what I do is I try to maybe do some meditation first to calm myself down, but it really doesn't have to be a lot of time. You don't have to be some kind of serious meditator to get to that place. And then you start with yourself and you say, may I be peaceful? May I be free from suffering? Then the next step is you go to someone who is genuinely kind. If you can't think of any human who's genuinely kind, I think of my dog. It helps me out. He's genuinely kind. 
So I will kind of think about him, build up some goodwill and wish that he's peaceful and free from suffering. The next step is you go to your closest people to you, your children, your spouse, maybe your parents, your siblings, and you do the same thing. You wish them peace and free from suffering. And then the next step is you think about somebody random, just could be a security guard at work, a cleaning person, a supermarket checker out, and you wish them peace and free from suffering. The next step, which is one of the more difficult ones, is you think of somebody that you have had problems with who you might not like. You wish them peace and free from suffering. And you just have to remember that it's not about whether they deserve it or not. It's just you're just wishing them this pure compassion. And then you kind of go to something more generic like your state, your country, the world, or and then you just end with, may all beings be peaceful, may all beings be free from suffering. And I think the more you do it, there's probably going to be a plateau eventually, but it's a neat practice. If you pick the same random person over and over again, and you run into that random person, you'd be surprised after a certain amount of time that you might actually feel differently about him or her. That's fantastic. Just one more time, the mantras. So it's just, uh, may all beings be peaceful. May all beings be free from suffering. And you can fill in the blank with along those lines, starting with yourself, going to somebody who's very kind, those closest to you, a stranger, someone that you really don't get along with, and then going you know, more generic to bigger populations. Thank you, David. Thank you. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with David Cohen until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.